to another episode of Making a Better New. I'm Bill Woodson, Dean of Outreach and Chief Diversity Officer and Chair of the Committee on Campus Climate and Culture. And I'm uh, Joey Daniels, thesis student here at New College. Also a 4C committee member. Indeed, and a bike shop TA. <laughs> a very important function. Uh, I'm bringing my bike to you pretty soon. To, uh, it, weather's getting better. I'm looking forward to getting some bike rides in. Oh, but, yeah. listen, but listen, I want to uh, uh, get our people ready for this uh, part two of uh, the interview with Dr. Sarah Hernandez. Is that right? Yep, yep. So this is part two. In the first part, we covered intergroup dialogue, a uh, kind of tutorial throughout New College's history that looks to give people skills to be able to talk about just um, difficult topics. Yeah, and uh, for those who missed that uh, episode, it's uh, episode two of uh, Making a Better New. You can go look for that uh, wherever you get your podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcast, or uh, Google Play. And uh, episode three was just part two of our interview with uh, Dr. Hernandez. Joey's going to get into IDEA. And uh, anything you need to tell us about what we're going to be talking about, Joey? Yeah, so pretty much IDEA is just an acronym. It stands for the Initiative for Diversity and Equity in Academics. And uh, Professor Hernandez can tell us more. All right, so let's get to it. I think we're going to kind of shift to talking about the new initiative on diversity and equity in academics, or IDEA. Yeah. So where did the idea for idea come about? <laughs> yeah, that that actually arises out of um, the faculty uh, of color and underrepresented groups um, meetings. Um, it seemed to the group that um, there's a lot of work, particularly that we have been doing as a group uh, for some years now, and that there is a need to begin to have that work um, acknowledged on the one side, but on, on the other side, that it would be helpful for the academic program to have uh, a director or co-directors that would help um, um, gain clarity of all of the things that are actually being done at the college. Uh, we acknowledge that uh, a lot of effort is being done to address diversity, but most of us don't have clarity of all of those things. Um, mm. That's one element. And the other element is uh, having folks who are committed to addressing diversity within the academic program that would provide the support that is needed specifically for these, right? Um, so in, in a way the directors would be, we could say uh, something like a liaison between mm -hmm. the efforts of diversity in the faculty and the provost office, as well as a liaison between uh, in relation to the specific issues 
between uh, the academic program and the office of the chief diversity officer with you know Bill Woodson. So in in that in in that context, um, the the faculty of color were the suggested the creation of this body that would be um, a space to have faculty uh, encouraging uh, very actively uh, a lot of these efforts and at the same time um, to, and some of us have been doing some of that work so it's part of also creating a formal structure that acknowledges this work so similar to the work that for instance the director of gender studies does you know, the, by creating a title, the director of gender studies, this, there's, there's institutional recognition for, for that uh, uh, labor. Um, mm -hmm. The director of international studies, the director of urban studies now. So a variety of uh, environmental studies. Um, so there's a, a variety of other directorships that are very important at the college. And we felt that it should have the same level of acknowledgement the engagement in diversity issues at the institution within the academic program, right? So we're just, the idea is we don't wanna, I mean, we already have the, the office of uh, the chief diversity officer and he's doing tremendous amount of very, very important work, um, but his work is broader than just the academic framework, mm -hmm. right? It involves also community engagement beyond the college it involves within the college, uh, the academic program, student life, the work environment for everybody. So it's a much bigger picture framework. So we, wanna, we wanted to have a much more, you know, a, a body that would be putting a lot of energy, concentrated energy in the academic program. Mm -hmm. um, so it is an idea that arises from a suggestion by the faculty, you know, the FOCUG group, the faculty mm -hmm. of color and underrepresented groups. Um, it was proposed to the provost and, um, and the president and they agreed to, to the idea. So then the, the previous provost sent an announcement uh, in, in the creation of this program. So it really is uh, an idea that arises from FOCUC, but it is really now under the, it would be under the um, auspices and supervision of the provost's office, right? So it's part of the academic program of the college. And um, so you kind of talked about it being a bridge between uh, like a liaison between academic affairs and chief diversity officer. What are some things or practices that you hope to see to practically kind of make that bridge work? So for instance, um, it would be an issue of uh, planning some elements together, right? I spoke about IGD as an example, and then a variety of other things that are happening at the college. So mm -hmm. it would, imp and, and the office of um, the chief diversity uh, officer, right? Then working with Bill Woodson would imply the, the programming that he is doing and, and, and uh, implementing coming, you know, he already implemented one part of that mm -hmm. with, with, you know, what I mentioned earlier with, with regards to the implicit bias training. And he has other ideas coming forward 
Um, I think some of them are being called the kitchen table conversations, mm -hmm. right? And, and so that's part of the, the, the coalition, we could say, between the, the broader picture of bringing staff and faculty together in a different kind of diversity programming and the specific things that are intended for the academic uh, program. And that's helping in co coordination with uh, Bill Woodson in bringing uh, an awareness college-wide of how all of those things come together in demonstrating our efforts to address diversity. Uh, what would be the, the responsibilities of the, the co-directors of IDEA? Well, we have a lot of issues to, to work through. Um, mm -hmm. The responsibilities, uh, I would say, begin with uh, mapping out what are all of the things that are already happening at the college. And that would then facilitate, um, you know, all of the faculty in the academic program um, to, to conceptualize what's the next step of where we want to go mm -hmm. to address diversity. But first we need to understand what it is that is being done so that we can see how these things come together, right? So having that mapping out is a very important aspect. Um, the other element of the tasks that uh, we would be involved in is the um, uh, supporting the efforts of uh, the faculty, for instance, now that we have, uh, right now that, that it's not yet there happening fully, but to some extent it is, um, we have the uh, Latinx uh, Heritage Month uh, activities, right? Mm -hmm. And in, in for us to help enhance that, right? So helping and coordinating with, um, you know, maybe we could help those groups coordinate with communications. Uh, if there's something that they need support with, um, us jumping in and providing that kind of, of support. You know, it could be a variety of things, communication with administrations, communications with uh, students beyond that, right? It, it's still in the works in terms of how that will be defined, um, mm -hmm. but that's part of the, the, the issue, you know, maybe helping folks if, if we need finan finances, you know, how can we help them look for finances within and then outside of the institution? Mm -hmm. So some of those things also imply then coordination with the Office of the Chief Diversity Officer. As an example, that's initially. The other element um, that I can speak to is um, during the summer, uh, there was a desire to, coming from, from FOCUG, there, the, there is a desire to create a course similar to the COVID course that was developed mm -hmm. uh, for this semester. And we were seeing both of these things uh, developing simultaneously, and, and we thought that more likely than not, students would benefit from interdisciplinary framework to explore what is happening currently mm -hmm. in, in the context of the U.S. with uh, uh, racism and race relations in, mm -hmm. in our country. Um, so um, one of the things that we'll be working in as part of the, the idea uh, work would be beginning to develop that program of a, of a course that would be that kind of interdisciplinary framework. Mm -hmm. um, it's an idea that is out there. We're going to you know, be trying to implement it. Hopefully it'll take off. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then um, much of what we're going to be doing through this semester and then part of next semester will be developing clear plans 
of what should we go next in the academic program. So some of the things are not known yet, um, but what is known is that our work will be, much of it is like the coordinating work of planning and, and developing a clear plan. So would you kind of like foresee or do you have any intentions of uh, the idea kind of coordinating with the student affairs side of things at all as well as the academic because it is it, it's kind of interesting at new college like seeing how the different divisions are like or different departments are kind of like separated and very like in their own bubbles like student side is very separated from academic side and things like that so do you think this could like be an opportunity to not only bridge academics with uh, diversity and the Office of Diversity and Inclusions, but also with academics and the student side as it relates to issues of diversity and equity? Um, most definitely, yes. That, that's a very important uh, work that we need to do. And, you know, and, and indeed that is part of how do we go about the planning of implementing that. I would say that there is already, I mean, work has been done before mm -hmm. uh, that bring those two together. The, the first time that we did, for instance, the IGD um, training during ISP, it actually did involve faculty and staff uh, teaching that class, or that, that, that group ISP. So um, it's just an example. Currently, the, the first year seminars are embedded more fully in trying to do that, right? So, so the first year seminar being taught by Professor Zabriskie is an mm -hmm. illustration of certain issues of race and ethnicity that does involve both faculty and staff. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there are many different ways in which these two come, come together. I can say that personally, I think that um, our, our training as undergraduate students um, cannot separate the everyday life in the dorms and um, just being on campus yeah. from the, the learning in the classroom, right? The academic side, um, we are one person with these different experiences happening you know the, the intellectual mm -hmm. engagement in the classroom and some of those involving engagement beyond the classroom with like service learning approaches and at the same time our engagement in the community in like clubs at the college in uh the various kinds of uh student activities like your role in in uh, um, uh, as a student representative Mm -hmm. as well right those things are happening in our own personal individual life experiences and uh we we cannot really separate them because they're all part of our formative process in, in our own education um and that's why bringing the the efforts of both of these teams i think is really very important mm -hmm. and i i can speak to to the ways in which i've um, seen the, the amazing role that staff that most people don't even think of uh, as, as part of that educational experience and people who play an important role. And I'm thinking of folks who are working in groundskeeping. Mm -hmm. 
So in working with students who have done, you know, their, their thesis or their senior projects on campus and involving um, uh, staff in groundskeeping, as an example, are just uh, demonstrating to me and how students speak about the relationships that everybody is involved in the training and education of our students and that it's important to acknowledge that, yes. So, you know, thinking about how those things are happening, making that evident will help us acknowledge that, that there is the efforts there and how we can further mature those efforts of creating that cohesion you're talking about. Yeah, that's honestly like very heartwarming for me to hear, like just like it get, kind of gives a sense of like a really unified campus community with these values that we should have at our core, at the core of that community. And I think this is a really good time to be optimistic for the future, I guess. And um, while also kind of acknowledging that that work does need to be put into um, actively fighting against racism on campus and then taking that fight to, uh, you know, bigger things outside of campus. Um, but what, how do you kind of, I, um, how do you kind of uh, foresee the initiative being a, an active participant in efforts to undo racism on campus? Um, the, the initiative is, um, I would say intended precisely to do that, right? How do we yeah. undo racism um, in a context where we have to face racism systemically, structurally, mm. yeah. while also working through the expression of that systemic racism in our everyday individual lives? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that uh, there is the magic one that is, this is going to be the solution. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, the initiative is the attempt to address it from, you know, uh, the various angles through which we have to work to undo racism. It mm -hmm. took centuries to create racist structures. Yeah. It will take a long time to undo them. Um, but to undo those racist structures, we have to work together and mm -hmm. acknowledge the way, the ways in which we, some of us unwittingly uh, continue to perpetuate it. Yeah. And, uh, and I would say maybe for other people wittingly, you know, are perpetuating it and how we can confront, you know, those processes. Um, so um, I think that the, what idea would do uh, uh, is bring that recognition of the ways in which we're tackling uh, racism and fighting against it um, from a wide variety of, of spaces, mm -hmm. right? Um, IGD is one space that, that begins to talk about that interpersonal communication, the various um, uh, events, um, film festivals, uh, Heritage Month and History Month recognitions, 
mm -hmm. are part of um, those other efforts of raising awareness, uh, both in, with regards to the, the value that is there for our diversity, the important contributions that we all have for our societies in terms of ways of thinking, cultural expressions, whether it is through music, whether it is through food, whether it is through other, you know, various artistic expressions and uh, worldviews as part of that framework, right? So the worldviews at the academic level, how, we, how can our professors transform every one of our classrooms mm -hmm. to incorporate acknowledgement of the ways in which we also have been trained in, we could say, colonial frameworks and how can yeah. we decolonize the curriculum? Mm -hmm. and, um, and then uh, also at the institutional level of the kinds of policies that the college might have that perpetuate uh, racist outcomes and, and racist processes. So yeah. it's, you know, in, in terms of what I see IDEA doing, right, this initiative doing is contributing to that awareness of the depth of racism and the work that we have I like the fact that you spoke about hope because I think that we have to have hope to engage in that continued struggle. And at the same time, we have to acknowledge that it's a lot of work. And yeah. yet we cannot give up and not let it tires, tire us out too much, mm -hmm. right? So we do it, we do it consistently, we do it together, but we cannot let it burn us out either, yeah. right? So that we can continue with the work. Mm -hmm. absolutely so we uh, have to learn to care for ourselves as yeah. well and to help each other care for ourselves yeah and care for each other so mm -hmm. um do you have anything else you'd like to add about no other anything? than maybe pointing out that that um i i'm Hopeful, I would like to encourage everybody at New College to, to contribute to these efforts. No matter how small it is, it is always very important to contribute in our efforts against racism and our efforts to undo racism in, in both on campus and beyond. And, um, you know, certainly I'm happy to, to if people want to, you know, reach out to me, I'm happy to talk with folks. Um, depending on how busy I am, I might not respond right away, <laughs> but yeah. certainly, you know, uh, and I'm happy to be a resource for folks. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time out of your, your busy schedule to sit down with us for the Building a Better New podcast. It's been very informative talking about the history of intergroup dialogue and uh, the new initiative on diversity and equity and academics and how those things can kind of give us a nice set of tools and framework to uh, better solve the issues that face us today. So thank My you. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. That was a good conversation with Dr. Hernandez. Uh, now I understand what the idea is around IDEA, this new initiative for diversity and equity in academics. Thank you for bringing that conversation to us. Of course, of course, it was my pleasure. It was an amazing opportunity being able to meet and talk with 
Professor Hernandez about these topics. And uh, for next, for the next episode, we will be discussing culture wars and these kind of clashes of culture and culture wars on a national scale and how they relate and trickle down to affect the new college community. Yeah, I think this notion that uh, some identity, some belief systems, some of our values, our politics are so divided that we can't even hold a conversation about them, that we can't even maintain our friendships across people that uh, see things differently from ourselves. It's, it's a different dynamic than how things were, I think, even 10 years ago. And what's happening nationally affects and is reflected in what we see here on our campus. So it should be a good topic for conversation to see where are we going? How can we respond in a way that's more positive and more aligned to our desire to be an inclusive campus? Absolutely. And I think we'll definitely end up as a closer knit community as a result. I sure hope so. I think it's important. I think it's a, a big part of where we wanna go from here and why uh, the 4C exists and why uh, Making a Better New is out there as a podcast. And by the way, if people would like to be a part of that conversation, uh, drop us an email at uh, 4C at ncf.edu. That's the number four, the letter C at ncf.edu. Uh, we'd also love to hear comments about these first uh, three episodes or ideas for that upcoming topic around culture wars. Love to hear from you, love to hear your voices, might even get your voice uh, integrated into our next podcast.